Elam Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30am in the Delancey Elam Church building at the Bank St. Sampson's in the Channel Island of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk. with you and my message unsurprisingly is about God's love this morning and um, it's always going to be tough to follow a Billy Graham film, probably one of the best uh, and most loved evangelists that uh, we've seen certainly in, in our time and uh, but there we go, it's challenging and it's, uh, I was thinking about uh, so many of the words that I've delivered in sort of the last few years and And a lot of them have been quite difficult words. Um, I pray a lot. I've said this so many times. I pray a lot about the words that I'm asked to deliver. I spend a lot of time thinking about it, meditating on it. um, And it takes quite a bit of time to get to the point where I actually feel ready to deliver the word that God tells me. Uh, And I do genuinely feel that, that God tells me the word, word to bring. So, if you like, I was quite excited and in some ways relieved that today's message wasn't one where... I had to sort of worry about the content from the point of view of of quite how some people would take it or whatever, because today's message is about God's love, love for every single person, and I will go through and and explain what I really want to say to you this morning. One of the things that I, I can say is that it's a big responsibility to stand up here and speak, you know, it's it's easy to say, you know, I'll can you speak? Well, that's the easy bit, if you like, standing up here and saying something. That's relatively easy. It's all the things that go into it, because what I, one thing I strongly recognize um, as I sort of, uh, speak more often, if you like, is a responsibility that comes with, with standing up here and speaking, because the, the, the crux of the message, right, the crux of the message has to sit right with me. You know, and a lot of the time, the messages that I've brought, believe me, I have thought long and hard how they sit with me and my life and, and the things. So every, everything that I've sort of brought, I bring with my heart from the point of view that God speaks to my heart and then sort of prepares a message through that. So hopefully this morning, this is, this is going to be uh, exciting for you as it has been for me in preparing it. So the, this message is a little bit different. Hopefully you're going to find it encouraging, empowering and uplifting. I hope it's going to be great and you're going to go from here thinking that really something has, has clicked with you, if you like, as to quite where we, where we are with God's love. Because I think the world out there confuses us in terms of the, the human relationships, the human love that we experience versus the real uh, love that God wants to talk to us about this morning. So I hope that's going to be really great for you too. Um, I think I'm the perfect person to deliver this message, uh, and the reason I say that is because it's dead basic, <laughs> and I'm a dead basic person. I, I like to bring dead basic messages. I can do the complicated stuff, but I think sometimes we can get too, uh, you know, bound up by all the sort of re- religiosity of it all. The, the oh, we mustn't get anything at all wrong. When in fact, God is a simple God. God loves us. God adores us, he created us, and he doesn't need all that complexity that we put into religion, right, to tell you that he loves you. 
Okay, so uh, I think I'm, I'm kind of well qualified this morning as a basic person to come and give you this, this message. Uh, let's, let's look at some scripture. We're going to look at a few bits of scripture as we go through uh, this morning. You're welcome to turn to it. I'll be reading it out anyway. You're welcome to turn to it if you feel so, so inclined. Romans 8, 37 to 39, first of all. And this reads, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, when we, when we read that, when we read that first, okay, and we hear about what can be, uh, if you like, that nothing can separate us, we can be forgiven, can't we? We can be forgiven for thinking that we need to qualify for this, that we kind of need to get ourselves good enough to receive this sort of love that we need to get our life straight first before God can do all these wonderful things for us. We can, we can get bound up in the religious side of it, thinking that this is for somebody else because I'm not there yet. Okay? So I want to go back three chapters to Romans 5.8 for just one sentence, one sentence of scripture that says, but God shows his love for us in that while we are still sinners, whilst we are still sinners, Christ died for us. So now, reading again that, that verse, that I, or the verses that I gave you first, we can see very clearly that God loved us so much even when we were sinners. There isn't a qualifying period. There isn't a complexity to it. God loved us when we were sinners. Even when we were letting him down, ignoring him, even when we were persecuting his son, he still loved us. He still loved his creation. And he still sent his son to die on the cross to make absolutely sure that we had a route to salvation and a route to spend eternity in heaven with him. You see, I wanted to bring you this message this morning that you cannot earn God's love. It's not about earning God's love. Why is it not about earning God's love? Because God loves you already. God loves you as the person you are. He doesn't need to see you perfect yourself and you don't need to beat yourself up about perfecting yourself to have God's love because God loves you already as the person you are. You say amen to that. Nothing you've done or could do can separate you from God's love. God's love is inseparable from you. If only, as Nigel said last week, and I, I felt so great about Nigel's word, 
because if only you can open your eyes and see how much God loves you. So often we are, you know, we, we make everything so complicated when in reality it's basic. It's basic. God loves you. God wants to prosper you. Let's not complicate it. Let's keep it basic. God loves you. Don't conform to the world views that try and tell you that if the colour of your hair isn't quite right, you're not perfect. If your skin isn't appropriately tanned or whatever, that you're not perfect. That's rubbish. That's worldly stuff. God loves you as you are. He created you. He loves you as you are. Let's just go back, if you will, just with me for a moment, back to the, the, the verses that I first looked at, that Romans 37 to 39, and I'm just going to offer you a, 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 not a difference on it, but I just want to present it very slightly differently. Instead, this time, right, not seeing it as something that we aspire to, right, but something that we've actually got through God's grace, Something a little different, if you like. So when we read it this time, I've broken it down to try and say something just slightly different from the same verses. And I've written it like this. Because of God's love, I am a conqueror. Because of God's love, I am a conqueror. Because of God's love, you don't have to fear because of God's love, I can move on from the past and I can look forward to the future. Because of God's love. Because of God's love, I need fear nothing. And finally, because of God's love, nothing can separate me from him. He knows me, he loves me, and, I am his, I, and God has plans to prosper me by his grace. And please put in you, put your name in that place. I'm not talking about me, I'm talking about you. God loves you. God has all those fantastic plans for you. I wonder, are are we surprised? Is it a revelation that, that God loves us that much? Well, yes, I think it is, actually. I think it is, because too often we get, we, we, we compare what we think about uh, love in the world with, uh, we, we try and use that, if you like, to think about God's love. And I'll come on to that in a bit more detail in a, in a moment, but it's, it's entirely different. God loves us as we are, and we don't need to be surprised. We don't need to be surprised, because everything in God's word tells us he loves us. But we have this perception, don't we? We have this perception, maybe, and I think sometimes uh, churches and religion can be building this perception that, that there's this God who's got this whole set of rules set down in a book that, that kind of, oh, if we're not meeting all of those, well, you know, we're not quite there yet. We're still waiting to get there. 
right? That he's like the keeper of the rules. He's almost like, I, I, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking it reminds me of my, when uh, I was a kid and you used to do spelling tests with the teachers in class. And, you know, at the end, you'd, you'd have to say, how many spellings did I get right or whatever. And, you know, if you got six but somebody else got ten, you weren't quite there yet. Well, this isn't that, okay? This isn't that. God loves you now. God loves you right where you are now. God has that love for you as you stand today. Not, you don't need to perfect yourself. Just let me offer you a quote that goes some way to explaining what I'm trying to achieve with this message this morning. And it's from a chap called Jerry Bridges. He's or uh, was uh, an evangelical author and preacher, and he just died in March 2016, aged 87, after spending his life dedicated to evangelizing about, about God. And he said, God's unfailing love for us is an objective fact, affirmed over and over again in Scripture. It is true whether we believe it or not. Our doubts do not destroy God's love nor does our faith create it. It it originates in the very nature of God, who is love itself, and it flows to us through our union with his beloved Son. And I think that quite succinctly sort of uh, summarises what I'm trying to say to you this morning, is it's not earned, it's not, uh, you know, something that you can aspire to, I'll tell you now, whether you realise it or not, you are in God's love right now. You are right there. You are right there if you only open your eyes and realise that you're right there. And if you don't feel it, you need to open your eyes because it is right there for you. God's love is unchanging. I'm not sure whether I'd uh, shared with you, uh, I couldn't remember whether I'd actually shared with this, this with you at all or not, but I was preparing to speak at Vasa a few weeks ago, uh, quite a, I don't know, six or eight weeks ago now, and I had this word for them, but one of the things that came to me as, as part of that word was that when we stand in front of the mirror, what are we doing? Very often when we're standing in front of the mirror, we're actually looking for our imperfections, aren't we? We're standing in the mirror, we're checking that our hair's quite right. We're checking that we've shaved properly, we haven't left a patch or something like that. In my case, I might be checking, you know, whether I look as good as I can get. That needs a lot of work, but anyway, that's another story. Um, You know, we're, we're standing in front of the mirror looking for our imperfections because we want to perfect ourselves before we go out into the world or go out for the night or whatever, whatever it, it is. You know, there, there's, there's a message in that alone because when God looks at you, when God's lo- looking back at you, looking in that mirror, God doesn't see those imperfections. God sees the perfect person that he created. God sees the, the person that he loves so intensely so intensely that no matter what you do, nothing will separate you from God. So when he looks back at you from the other side of the mirror, he sees already a perfect person that he loves. And you know, that's a very simple analogy, if you like, but I just think it summarises it there and then. You know, we spend our time looking at our imperfections 
when actually, if we could just look beyond those imperfections and look at how much God loves us as we are, we could spend a lot more positive time looking at what God wants to do with us and what God wants to share, rather than spending our time worrying about our imperfections. Because no matter how long we work on our imperfections, there's always going to be some there. Is that right? Okay. Let's get back into some scripture, and I'm going I'm to look at this bit of scripture in a bit more depth in a minute, but I just wanted to, at this point, dwell on this one for a second. And it's John 4, 9 and 10. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we, we might live through him. In this is love, not that we love God, but God loved us. So what's that saying? What's that actually uh, unravelling to us? What that's unravelling to us is that God doesn't wait until we actually suddenly wake up and realise he's there and suddenly go, oh, now I love you because you've, you've kind of paid me attention. God loves you anyway. God loves you and is waiting right, right by your side. You see, this love from God is unconditional. Nothing we can do can earn it, as I've said already. Nothing we can do can set ourselves aside from God's love. The, the chances are that much of the love that we've experienced in the world, here on, here on earth, is rather different. It will have been conditional. It will have been uh, a type of love that we do see a lot in the world today. It's the kind of love where um, I'll love you providing you do this. I'll, I'll, I'll love you, I'll stay with you, but you've got to do things my way. In fact, the most common comment from marriage counselling is that we've fallen out of love. Couples fall out of love. The fantastic, incredible fact that I want to tell you this morning, and I'm probably going to tell you time and time again to the extent where you'll get so bored you'll start shouting at me, but I want to tell you this morning the incredible and fantastic thing is God's love is not capable of falling out of love with you. God's love is entirely different. God does not fall out of love with you. God still loves you and, and just... If anything, it, it just grows. It just grows because God loves you so much. Nothing can separate you from God's love if only we can see it. It can be very easy to try and qualify, if you like, uh, things that we don't understand against the experiences that we've had. We cannot understand the depth of God's love, because it's too big. It's too big for us to comprehend. It's a love that outweighs and goes much deeper than the love we can experience as human love. And if you try and rationalise it at all, if, if someone tested you on God's love, right, if somebody treated you like we often treat God, they ignored you, they found you impossible, 
They didn't agree with you on anything. They, you know, completely turned their back on you. You'd find it difficult to love them, wouldn't you? And yet, that very point often makes us decide that God can't love us. It makes us, because we're qualifying the the love that we experience on earth with the love that God wants to pour out, we think, but if I'm doing all those things, how can God love me? How can God still love me when I'm doing all of those things? If you've fallen away from your, your beliefs, maybe you've been a Christian before and you've fallen away, it's difficult because you think, how can God still love me when I've fallen away? But the amazing, absolute truth in the Word is that even in that situation, in any situation at all, God still loves you with that same power and that's that love that he wants to pour out on you. I'm in danger of repeating my point, as I said, but I really want to drum this home to you, and those three words are so, so simple. God loves you. See, God loves you as you. Not as the you you could be. That's something else. Because once you actually come and you embrace the love that God's got for you, then he can turn you into the you that you can really be. Do you get the difference? That's like the next stage. But right now, God loves you as you are. There's no getting away from it. And when you start believing that and allowing God to flow his love over your life, flow his love over your spirit, that is when God can take you on to be the you you can really be living in the plan that he's got for you. The next amazing thing is that that this this love is not just for you. It's love that, that you can use part of the plan of your life is that you should be a disciple. That you should be a disciple. It's not something to keep to yourself. I remember when I first became a Christian, there was a chap I'd worked with for about five years, and he said, uh, I was telling him that, you know, I'd found God in my life, and he said, oh yes, I'm a Christian, but I'm a private Christian. And I'd never known at all that he was a Christian. And he said to me, no, no, I'm a private Christian. I go to church, I do all of that, but I'm a private Christian. And I couldn't fathom out, as excited I was as a new Christian, why if you found God and you found this salvation through God that you wouldn't want to tell somebody about it. Because certainly at the time and even now, I hope, I'm absolutely full of the Holy Spirit wanting to tell other people and I looked for opportunities to do that. But he felt he was a a private Christian and I kind of struggled with, with that principle. But, you know, 
I think we often think of the disciples, if we talk about the disciples and discipling, we often think of them as this amazing group of people that were so fortunate that they lived at the same time Jesus was around, that they were so fortunate that they sat in rooms with Jesus while he told them stories, uh, explained verse to them, um, watched him while he uh, did great healings, um, did all this amazing stuff. You know, we, we, we think, wow, you know, they, they were just absolutely amazing bunch of people with that good fortune and the time, if you like, the timings that their life coincided with, with Jesus. But hold on a minute, hold on a minute, let's just stop and think for one moment. Let's talk about uh, Christianity today or a Christian today. The, 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 the great Christian-filled leaders of today, what have they got that the disciples uh, didn't have? Or, or Sorry, what, what have the disciples got that they haven't got? Well, the truth is, actually, it's only our perception that makes those disciples different to what we are today. The reality is we have the access to God's love, we have the access to the Holy Spirit, we have the access to all those skills through what God wants to pour out on us. And what holds us back is, is actually our belief that these were some special people, right? Um, today, believe it or not, the real truth is the disciples were ordinary people, just like you and me. They were ordinary people. They were not special people. And why did they do great things? Why were they able to teach? Why were they able to speak out? Why were they able to witness uh, in the way that they were? Because the Holy Spirit, right, was upon them. The Holy Spirit was the driving force for their abilities to do things. And, and by the grace of God, all the things that were imperfect about the disciples were ignored because God had a plan for them. God had a love for them and God had a plan for them. If only, if only we can open our eyes only we can open our eyes and allow God's love to flow unconditionally, we can be true disciples. We can be every bit those disciples and we can see amazing things happen. We can see and we can live out those, those facts in our lives and for our families and for our, the people around us. If we, when we pray for our families, don't have the the uh, belief, the faith, and, and believe that our prayers have power because of the Holy Spirit and because of God's love for us, that he, he isn't putting that power into us to be only used at half throttle. He's putting that power into us to be used for great salvation, isn't he? And we can do it. And if we truly believe that our, our prayers, when we're offering them up, are that powerful, then those are the prayers of change for your families and your friends and the people around you. Just want to go back, as, as I said I would, just to um, a little bit more of John 4, and I'm going to start this time at uh, verse 7. And what I've done here is I've sort of broken it up into some passages, if you like, that just talk about God's love. So this first passage, uh, knowing God through love. 
Beloved, let us love one another, for love is God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested towards us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. In his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation of our sin. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. The next section from 12 is titled, Seeing God Through Love. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love has been perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and him in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son as Saviour of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. 1 John, sorry, yes, my mistake, 1 John, I probably should have said that. And then finally, um, 17 onwards, and the title is The Consummation of That Love. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in the world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him first, because he loves us. So let's cut to the chase. Let's stop making excuses and putting conditions on how we might view God's love. Let's start to accept that God's love is truly unconditional. That God loves us in this way. Right? Because the more conditions we put on it, the more time we spend trying to become perfect, the more time we're missing out on the God, the love that God wants to pour on you right now. He isn't waiting for us to be perfect. He loves us anyway. He isn't marking our card, waiting for your score to get to a certain level where you suddenly pass the test. That isn't the God. Don't be deceived by what some religions will tell you. That is not the God that we seek our salvation with. Our God loves you exactly as you are. For him, we are all winners. For him, the best gift for you awaits if you open your eyes. It's the best gift. It's the unconditional love that God has for you right now, today. Just dwelling for one moment 
How about if you're older? Are you thinking that this message has kind of passed you by, that, that it, this is for the younger people, that, that their kind of, um, their moment's still to come? Let me talk specifically to you right now, if you're one of the older people in this congregation, because I want to tell you that the real reason you're sat there right now is because God's still got something for you to do. That's worth thinking on for a second, right? The reason you're sat there now is because God still has something for you. Okay? Still has something for you. You are important to him. You are loved by him. He still has work for you to do. And it's the same God that saw you as a child. It's the same God that has nurtured you throughout your life. It's the same God that's come alongside you through all those trials and tribulations that you might have seen. And it's the same God that still, every single day, has a plan to prosper you. So don't sit there thinking, my time's come, it's the young ones now, because you have something to say. And, and last weekend we were blessed when, when Sid stood up and gave us his testimony in the testimony service. And I'll tell you what, it, it moves you to tears to hear testimonies of people of that sort of age and alike, because God has blessed him. It's a reality of what God has done because God's unconditional love has been poured out into that man's life and his testimony tells that story. So don't get confused that you can sit there and ignore it because God has something to do through you now. So to everyone this morning, I want to say to you, you're special. You are really, really special. Maybe sometimes we, you know, we're, we're kind of embarrassed about saying these sorts of things. We kind of find it difficult to say to somebody, you know, that you are special. But you are. Do you know that? You're special. God loves you unconditionally. You are special. You are worth everything to God. You are worth everything to God. And his plan today... His plan for you is to prosper you. His plan for you is great because he doesn't have a plan that doesn't include prospering you, looking after you, nurturing you. That doesn't mean, I'm not trying to decry the fact that we will go through trials and tribulations and that's a whole different subject all over again and I haven't got time to do that now and you probably wouldn't want me to. But God's love, his plan is to prosper you. So whatever your valley you might be in, remember there's a mountaintop coming. There's a mountaintop coming because God's plan includes mountaintops. You deserve today to experience God's love. Nothing you can do can earn it. Nothing you can do can separate you from it. Right now, right here, you deserve to be experiencing God's love. I wanted to start and finish on a, on a bit of scripture. Um, and I've got six verses that I want to sort of share with you um, in, a, in a moment or two. But what I 
really wanted you to do, you know, this is essentially drawing to a close in my word, um, and I just really want to say to you, you know, as we're going to just listen to these, these verses, I'll read them out for you. I just want you to spend some time just dwelling on them, just soaking on them, just letting them speak to you properly, you know, because we, we all kind of rush around, we all get het up with everything we've got to do. And, you know, some of our perception of, of maybe why uh, we haven't heard from God is because we're so busy doing other things. And, and these six verses are six verses that I just want to share with you on that, on that fact um, in, in a moment or two. So I'm going to ask you, um, whilst I do that in a moment or two, just to close your eyes. Uh, just to listen to those scriptures, to dwell on the words, let God's word actually talk specifically to you. I'm going to ask the band to come back, um, and then we're, we're going to have uh, a closing song. But, you know, what I want to say to you this morning in summary, I just want to say to you, if you don't believe it, if you don't believe it, look at these scriptures if you don't believe God loves you, look at the scriptures. I challenge you today to find anything that says that God doesn't love you. God loves you, believe me. God loves you. God has got a message for you today. He loves you. He loves you with, with nothing on your part that you've got to do. No product qualification. No, no pretest. No entry exam. Nothing. Because he loves you. And he's got this plan, which you may or may not be following right now. But I can assure you, if you allow God to be your leader, to be in control of your life, he will flood that love on your plan. And your plan is special. And do you know what? That plan is the most amazing plan because it ends in your salvation and your eternal life in heaven, alongside Jesus Christ, our God. So I'm just going to ask the band to just play quietly in the background. Um, I'm literally going to read six verses that I think hopefully touch you, summarise this message. Um, I think they're special. Um, And then we're going to sing a song. If you feel from today's message that you want some prayer. I really felt strongly as I was preparing this that this was a moment for people to actually recognise. A moment in time when people could actually say, do you know, um, I realise God loves me, but maybe I'm not as connected as I could be. Maybe I need to open my eyes. Maybe I need to hear God saying to me directly, I love you as you are. If you feel that you're in that category, if you feel that you're not you know, perfect enough, please come and be prayed for because you are right now, you are the, the person that God made you. You are the child that God created and loves. And we don't want to miss this opportunity to pray for you to receive God's love, receive God's power, receive what God has for you today. So I'm just going to read these six verses and and then we'll have the song. Close your eyes if you wish. If you don't, that's fine. 
Psalm 36, 5 to 7. Your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens. Your faithfulness to the skies. Jeremiah 31, 3. The Lord appeared to us in the past, saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with loving kindness. Psalm 52.8 I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever. Ephesians 3.17-19 And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know his love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. Exodus 34.6 And he passed in front of Moses proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. And finally, Psalm 136, verse 2. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever. Amen. Thank you for listening to this free download from Delancey Elam Church. For more downloads, information or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk.